Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of the Game of Thrones podcast. I'm your host, Carmine of Red Team Review, and I'm joined here once again by Preston Jacobs and special guest Trey the Explainer. Now, guys, as always, we are available on SoundCloud and iTunes, so consider checking us out on those platforms, and if you do, please leave us a review. It'll help out a lot. Also, leave your comments down below, because we may discuss it in the next podcast episode. Okay, so, Trey... It's been a minute. How have you been? Oh, it's good to see you guys, talk to you guys. It's it's great to be on here. Thanks for having me. Yeah. How how have you been, Trey? I've been good. I've been good. Busy. Busy with uh, with school stuff and all that. So. Mm. It's been uh, good. Yes. Trey Trey has a life outside of outside of YouTube. We forget. <laughs> I le- I've been learning how to horseback ride, so that's that's one weird thing I've oh. been doing. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. You, um uh how are you liking it oh i love it it's it's great stuff it's a lot it's it's a lot harder than i thought yeah it's a lot harder to do without having your nuts like get hit (laughs) all the time uh there's a lot of there's a lot of up and down pounding that like uh i i did a lot of horseback riding in my youth but yeah yeah but um and, and then I got kind of got too big and they're always like uh we don't have horses big enough for you because you're you're tall right (laughs) yeah i'm I'm tall like i'm like six 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 and uh um about 210 pounds and so um a lot of like in america it's not so hard to find horses that big but like a lot of times you go someplace abroad and they're like they're not expecting somebody like that to like crush and kill their horses what about the netherlands everyone's (laughs) tall there like you yeah, well, if I could just like live in the Netherlands, you know. <laughs> but uh, Trey, no, welcome back. It's been a minute. I've noticed on on Twitter you've been uh, tweeting out some of the stuff about House of the Dragon. How have you been enjoying it so far? It it's weird. We're like, I'll go way back and forth. Where like like the last episode was that episode eight um, yes. was phenomenal. It was like the best one, mm. I think. And then and the writing was really great, and the acting was just everybody's performances were stellar. Um, but then, like, every now and then they'll just be, like, a really stupid, like, writing decision that they'll do for just, like, shock value. Preston, you and I said the same. Someone yeah. brought this up. Was it you or someone else who brought this up last night on the live stream where, like, the episodes, they some so close. They come so close to perfect. And then one thing happens yeah. where you're like, oh. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's like, it's like. It's like you're watching Godfather Part Two, and you're in the middle of this incredible scene. <laughs> Not this again, you know, and like, and like, you know, like, like Al Pacino's talking to Diane Keaton, and they're having this really intense scene, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, fucking Adam Sandler walks in and is like, <laughs> and you're like, what? What? what, what how, why did you ruin that scene? What are you doing? What? Like what? It was so good, and then you fucked it up. Like, <laughs> is is that what is is it kind of like that? Yes, it feels like that. Yeah, it definitely feels like that. <laughs> Where you're right that it's like so close to perfect, and then and then it seems like they mess it up with just like one scene. You're like, why? <laughs> they, they drop. They keep dropping the ball. They keep dropping the ball on the one yard line. Yeah, they'd be like, oh my god, you were so close. You were so close. So let, um, let, let's go into de- more detail about what we're talking about because I didn't realize yeah. it until I got on your stream and someone got on my case for this because I was actually talking about the episode with someone 
And they were like, so you didn't, you didn't hate him? Like, no, I had minor nitpicks, but they were whatever. I get on Preston's stream and then Preston highlights why these small nitpicks are like actual issues. And I'm like, fuck, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't think of it that way. And then it becomes issues as well. That's in my head. It was, it was even me. It was even my fans. Like I left that episode being like, being like, ah, oh, this might be my second favorite episode. And then people are like, really that ending? Come on. And I'm like. All right, now that you've made me think about it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so let's talk about the small council meeting. The one thing I like is, is how the mood yeah. is set. I was, I'll be honest, I had the, the chapter open. In fact, I think I still do. I, I This is something I've been doing lately where I have the actual chapter to the um, the thing open. And I was waiting for, you know, certain cues. Obviously, Beesbury's death, uh, uh, this the, the, the roles that everyone takes to to o- overthrow Rhaenyra and, and, and make sure she doesn't get the throne. But the one thing that you pointed out that I missed was Christian Cole being the kingmaker, which he is not. Because he has this whole speech about, you know, why Rhaenyra and her bastards shouldn't be on the throne, about Laenor and what he quote-unquote was, um, and how they'll turn the Red Keep into a brothel, no man's wife or child will be safe. None of that happens, which is weird because Christian Cole has has not been shy on being an asshole, but here, nope, doesn't say anything. Right. They cut out they cut out his like primary asshole speech that like culminates his entire story. Like right brings everything together on everything wrong with Kristen Cole and like all of the problems all the seeds of the past uh, are like are supposed to sprout at that one moment and then they, they, they just removed that. They removed the I'm gonna be so annoyed if that's like a deleted scene. Because Trey, have you heard about this? How about a lot of the, the show has been removed from deleted in deleted scenes, like actual good yeah. moments. I read about like the Alisane uh Kristen Cole like her admitting her feelings for him or, or something like that. Yeah, it's a deleted scene where Allison admits to Rhaenyra that she has a crush on Christian Cole, which is weird because weird. there's a scene in this episode, if you notice, when he comes in, they get very close to each other. If you have any love for me as your queen, you'll do this. And he's like, yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, Christian Cole fucking suffers mm. in this episode. But um, besides that, Preston, what else did, did, did they remove from the Green Council? Laris? Um, yeah, La- La- uh, Laris, Laris is, is not there. They removed um, the blood the blood oath thing that they did together. They yeah. cut their, their hands together. Yeah, they removed the blood oath. They, they, they changed Beesbury's death. Um, from from to to something that's actually less violent, you know, like before, like I, I know smashing his head into the table is violent, but like there's so, there's something a little more visceral to Kristen Cole opening his throat like over the table, you know. Um, and then I, there's a lot of distraction. Like I almost felt that like the Westerling stuff took away from everything else. I, I I didn't mind the addition of Alicent being confused. Like I didn't mind that. Um, I just because Olivia Cook is is such a good performer, and she's just like, wait, what? What are you? What are you guys doing? Like I didn't mind all of that. Like I don't mind them like walking back Alicent from being st- evil stepmother to somebody that's a little more relatable. Um, but yeah, I I think the fact that like what what i take away from that scene is more of a inserted Barristan Selmy recreation scene with with Westerling rather than a scene that i wanted to be Kristen Cole the kingmaker mm. you know like 
this is his this is his time to shine and he didn't shine yeah i thought i thought westerling was gonna die because in the books doesn't he die before the the small council meeting oh yeah of, like he's, he's, he's long dead he, yeah he's long dead at this point uh and so i think they just want somebody they want familiar faces maybe on rhaenyra's uh small council or something later on hmm that's weird in the, in the previews in the previews there's another bald guy with a with a goatee where, where i'm like was that westerling no that doesn't even look like westerling are they gonna have two bald guys with goatees <laughs> i think you're misguided on this because westerling said yeah i don't take orders from you guys i take orders from the king so who, wh- whenever you get that guy installed let me know i'll come back that's what he essentially said so we didn't he didn't say i'm gonna yeah. go join their mm-hmm. side he didn't say anything like that all he said was yeah uh call me back when you guys have figured this out that's it so we don't we don't know so he's gonna come back at like after the war and be like hey egg on the third they finally we finally <laughs> settled on a king you sat that one out or he's like gonna serve game and pale hair or something like that game and pale hair got like a f- like three seconds of screen time i thought it was gonna be like this whole thing no he got like yeah. we don't even know if that's game and pale hair i don't think it's been confirmed R- ran- random kid with blonde hair <laughs> it's like it's like not even Aegon's. <laughs> it's just a kid but uh no they changed quite a bit in the small council scene which I, like it was it was a decent scene i like you know the 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 the, the mentions of river run and storms End and all that stuff i love the little lore tidbits yeah uh harold westerling being there to find it's a fine addition i don't mind it allison you're right allison being confused she's not evil stepmom the other thing that they also changed was viserys um, it's within 24 hours that his body gets, like, you know, attended to. In the original source material, don't mm. they, like, leave it there for a long time before they even call Rhaenyra? Yeah, it stinks, yeah. right? It, it starts rotting? Yeah. But bodies actually do start stinking pretty pretty quickly. Mm. Um, so, like, even even in the source material that they, that they spend a few hours in the middle of the night um, deciding on stuff... That's actually in real life, like long enough for a body to start to start stinking. I wonder if George actually did like um, research, <laughs> research on, on on the bodies. Yeah, you're yeah, writing the fanfic. Yeah. Like, is this some some um, some research you would do? You you did research on the jousting stuff. Yeah, I mean, I I think I I think I I think my research now has surpassed George's on jousting. But like, <laughs> I think it all depends. Like, there's certain things he really knows a lot about. And then there's certain things that, cause you can't research everything. And so you're going to mess up something, mm. you know, and, you know, like I say, George, George is really bad on economics. He's really bad on like where a city should be located in geography, like in geography wise, like um, what, what would make sense uh so like there's certain things he's really good at i mean he's really he's he's he knows a lot about like genetics and and uh uh, and things like that for some reason i mean from sci-fi days um and he knows a lot about uh he knows a lot he knows a lot about like i'm I'm, I'm sure someone's gonna correct me and be like no he doesn't but i want to say he he knows a moderate about a, a moderate amount about a lot of little things um like castles and armor but then like people that know a lot like will 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 point out his mistakes you know about like how often boiled leather was worn or whatever (laughs) um but recently i've been doing some studies about i've been researching castles and like drawbridges and moats and things like that and then and, and i realized like oh george george didn't really do that much research on this this is why he's fairly um he's fairly abstract when he just des- when he describes castles you know so you don't really understand 
the battle plan or how or or invasion or things like this or how how a how a castle is getting taken because um if he if he goes into it too much he's gonna he's gonna show his 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 lack of knowledge mm. but uh you know so that's why i remember reading the game of thrones and like the, how the eeries like set up like it seems so impractical like construction mm. wise it, oh absolutely yeah um but but I think the eerie the eerie set up most to be like somebody pointed out that the eerie is set up mostly to be a metaphor of going up into a woman's uterus, which oh. is like yeah that's that's kind of true. <laughs> <Dang>. <laughs> yeah, it, there's a whole thing about like the bloody gate and the gates of the moon, moon being like associated with women, and then going up into the eerie, which is impregnable, impregnable, impregnable. Like you can't, and, and it being like this barren place where children, you know, like it's a metaphor for Lysa's vagina and uterus. It's, and it's, 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 it's kind of weird when you actually read the whole thing. <laughs> that, that went over my head. Dang. Oh. oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean the fact that like Lysa becomes essentially like a stillbirth or an abortion, like at the end, like metaphorically, it's really kind of like when falling out of the moon door, it's, it's, oh my uh, God yeah 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 <laughs> um but what yeah but what once you like once you're told that and you reread the chapters you're like oh fuck like it's so there <laughs> um but there's little things like when jamie when jamie goes to river run and like meets with the blackfish and i was like just trying to figure out a simple thing like what's the moat like like how big is the moat how is how is how are we you know, like, cause, cause River Run is where is like this castle in between all of these rivers. And so how can a bridge be long enough? Like a drawbridge wouldn't be long enough to cross the river. So how are they actually getting into River Run? Like, how is Jamie standing on the drawbridge waiting for the blackfish to come out to treat? Like, how is that scene even happening? And I'm like, it's like once you start examining it, it like it, it's really difficult to 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 envision um, once you start thinking about it too much. But if you don't think about it too much, it's a great scene. You know, like, <laughs> actually, I think the show handled that quite nicely. I think someone on the on, on the show staff for season six was that six of Thrones had a good idea on how that would work. Jamie, uh, part of the bridge is just normal, and then the other like the other half just comes down and up. Yeah. So Jamie just stands on one end. Right. It's like a long wooden bridge. It's like a long wooden bridge where a drawbridge like meets mm-hmm. the end of it. Right. You know, um, but like what gets what gets counted when it says that that, uh, you know, Jamie is on the drawbridge. Like, is that part of the drawbridge? You know, all these little things you start thinking about, like, what what do you mean when you say you're standing on the drawbridge? Are you standing on the, the wooden bridge leading to the drawbridge? <laughs> anyway, this is a random tangent. No, like, because now I'm looking up artwork that people have done of, like, the a Song of Ice and Fire book version of River Run, and it's like, it looks super weird and, and impractical. Like, I think people are having trouble getting an idea of, like, how even to depict it. Yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, like, it's... Um, also, it all like rivers for the like move over time, and even in ice and fire, rivers move over time. So, like, how is River Run going to stay in the same place to be to be like over thousands of years? Um, like, because if it's a small river, it's going to move more than if it's a large river. Um, 
So like you could say, well, maybe River Run doesn't have that big of a river around it, but then River Run's around for like thousands of years. Wouldn't the river have moved? Uh, <laughs> <who knows? laughs> oh, by the way, real quick, um, see, pe- people kept hitting me up to correct you because uh, you said something wrong about the twins. I, I don't, I don't know. Um, you know what I'm talking about, Preston? The twins? You said something. You said something uh, wrong about the twins did, or something. No, I, I didn't people... say anything wrong about twins. <laughs> like I didn't. What happened there? Because I, I noticed quite a few people getting on your case about like twins and I, stuff. I, and... I, I I do not know. I do not know. So like the the you know like. I made the statement that identical twins um, are they're, they're they're monozygotic, meaning like identical twins. There's like a split and uh, of the zygote, so they 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 have nearly the same DNA except for like you know micro you know very very small mutations, and then um, so like and identical twins in the real world are pretty rare. Like for the most part, most twins are fraternal, meaning there's two eggs to start. And they, and you you have two fertilizations, so they're 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 you know dizygotic, right? And then <clears throat> you know it's like anything. Like I think what happens is somebody hears me say something, and then they go and they immediately scan a Wikipedia article or or, or something really <laughs> fast, and they find some like crazy exception, and then they post back like. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. You know nothing about genetics. Like, like you're ignorant. And you're like, what? Like, like what? Like, because like, no, in, there's like a handful of times in history. There's, there's like some case where, where you could have um, a male identical twin that has a mutation where the Y isn't expressed on the second twin and therefore it comes out female. It's happened like, honestly, like it's, it's recorded like four times in history. Like, like it's like that rare. And it's like, it's like, were you really thinking about that? Or did you like look up a Wikipedia article, find some sort of random, like obscure exception just to like come back and like, tell me that. Like, like if you, if I made the statement, like human beings have two kidneys and then, you know, it turns out actually like fairly frequently people are born with one kidney or people are born with three kidneys or people are born with six kidneys. Like this happens. Okay. Um, but you wouldn't come back to somebody and be like, you said that humans have two kidneys. You don't know anything about like biology. Like go fuck yourself. Like, like, well, the reason I ask is because, um, the twins, they're sent out on a mission this time. I found it so weird that only now they're introduced. Aren't they, aren't they Mm. Kingsguard for quite some time when we get to the, the green council, like for years. I, I, I think so. But, uh, you know, you don't really hear about them until, too much until their their incident right mm. um where where they they do the the um i'm trying to i'm trying to spell their names so i can like look it up Arik and eric i you know they're good characters and and it's it just seems weird to introduce them and then immediately after introduction uh have their split like it would have been nice to have them for like to build up to it but i guess there's just so many characters and things are moving so fast that it's that it's tough to um get it now it says that eric and Arik uh were in that original Kristen cole tourney back in 105 that had rhaenyra um like catch the eye you know like the reason Kristen cole is on the king's guard is that supposedly in the source material 
<clears throat> Rhaenyra is a little girl and she sees Kristen Cole perform well at attorney. And she's like, I, I want him on. I, I want him on the Kingsguard. And so he's put on the Kingsguard. Um, they're both in that. They're already Kingsguard by like in that tourney. So Kristen Cole unhorses them. And that's one of the ways he, he impresses little little girl Rhaenyra. She's like seven. You know, like it's like seven or eight years old at this point. Um, so, so, there, so yeah. it, it's safe to assume that since the episode time skip, they've been there for quite some time. Right. And, and they're old. Like that's, that's the, um, at least in the source material, they're old. They're like in, in their, in their, I, I assume they're in their fifties, um, in the, uh, for, at least their forties. Here they look like guys know, in like their, late, their, their late twenties. Yeah, exactly. But they would be in their their mid forties to early fifties or something in, in in the source material. But uh, no, the reason I bring them up is I like them. I like I like the two characters. I like how both brothers have like you know conflicting opinions on you know what's going on with Egon and and, and why he should or shouldn't be king and why they shouldn't or shouldn't uh, they should or su- shouldn't support him. Um, I just found the fact that see what I would have done instead was I would have included Masara in any of this because I found her very pointless. Because what they could have done was just found Egon at the at the underground arena and have Aemon and, and Christian Cole tail them and then, you know, engage in a fight outside the arena. Masara being yeah. in this, it just seems utterly pointless, like they're setting her up for later seasons. And I understand that she's supposed to be a voice of the small folk, but at the same time, eh, the character is yeah. kind of pointless right now. Her, like, her meeting with, like, um, Otto, I felt was kind of weird, like... The both of them being like hooded and having like this this conversation and it seemed like they had known each other before but then there's aspects of the conversation that seem like they've never met each other before it was kind of weird right so you're the white worm like you've been you've been communicating with her for for decades <laughs> i like the theory that because this this was a strong theory i don't know if i i uh was the one that made it or i i don't know i i originally thought that it was it was kind of weird and suspicious that Otto was the one that found out about that. I wonder if he had any sp- about the air for a day joke. I wonder if he had any spies in in the brothel when Damon made the joke. Because I was wondering maybe Masaro was Otto's spy the entire time. But I think Preston, were, were you the one that said, or or, or maybe um, Miss? That's what it seems like. It, it definitely seems like that when you go when you go back and and view it, like. Like she's the one that pushes him into making that speech, so it seems like Masaria would be the informant for for Otto. Um, you know, going going in in, in retrospect like that. So, it, it, but it, but were, were you the one that put out the theory that maybe she was the one that said the joke and Damon was covering for her? Um, I think it was brought up. I'm I'm not sure if I really pushed it pushed it very hard. I think I think you and I were spitballing and and coming up with various like possibilities with the air for a day situation um you know because because you know in fire and blood it's it's supposed to be harwin strong that and laris that uh that are reporting on damon because it says that some sort of sergeant in the in the gold cloaks reports and they just introduced harwin strong as a sergeant in the gold cloaks and literally no other sergeant of the gold cloaks is ever named. So you're supposed to kind of think that it's Harwin strong that, that, that reports him. Um, but then mm-hmm. they also mentioned that a, a working woman um, also reported it. So, and with these two testimonies, they have, they have, uh, you know, proof against Damon. Um, 
So maybe the working woman would be Masaria, but uh, depends how you read it, right? You know, but <clears throat> then again, it's it's a confessor to to Laris. Anybody can be tortured and confess to anything at that point. So may, maybe it's meaningless, but it's definitely it's definitely Laris. It's definitely Laris having a hand in creating the incident. But Laris wasn't even introduced at that point in our story in the show, mm-hmm. so it couldn't have been Laris. So uh, yeah, I, I I don't I I just don't see a point in having her. Once again, I get it's to set her up for later down the line when she has a bigger role to play. But right now, what was even the point? Why did she even get a character poster? You, do you <laughs> think did she even do get you it? Think that they're see you, we're sitting here theorizing about it as if they've been this careful. But do you think they're just like throwing out an ink blot and then hoping hoping that it looks like something in the end? That is possible. <sighs> Maybe I said I just I I just find it so weird that once again there are other characters who I feel as though have more of an impact on the story than she did. Yeah, like I would even argue, why didn't Joffrey Lameth get a fucking <laughs> poster or crab feeder? They they kind of did more than she the did. Crab- kinda, oh right? yeah, yeah, it's true. But she's 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 a she's a pretty she's a pretty woman, and they wanted like something sexy for people to be like, ooh, she's gonna be in the show. Vaman you know. had more of importance than 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 uh, Misara does, and and he doesn't get a poster. What yeah. the fuck? Damon didn't, get, the Damon didn't get a poster. Vaman. Vaman. Oh, Vaman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's not as sexy. I mean, <laughs> Vaman's a sexy man, but you know, he's not as sexy as Misaria. I mean, let's. Speaking of sexy, Uh-oh. I was talking to Trey. Hits me up last night, and uh, <laughs> he's like, "Yo, what was that foot scene?" I'm like, "Trey, you've never." Uh... Is that weird to you? Because you never. What did I say to you? You never. You never like encountered people that have like these weird fetishes. You know. I. I, like, I guess I just wasn't expecting it. I, I guess it's. I was like. I was paying attention. And I was like, oh wait, whoa. Because because I the it, rumor. It, it is the kind rumor of weird was much we've, worse. We've had twin cest. We've had twin cest on the show, but like foot fetish. Like everybody's like, what foot fetish. <laughs> Like, like two twins fucking each other in the first episode of Game of Thrones is like whatever. This guy masturbated it, to a foot fetish. It, it just, it just seems like such a modern, uh, modern fetish. I guess it's just weird to see it in a medieval setting. I guess it did, did exist back then. The rumor was much worse. The rumor, I don't know if you remember this, Preston. The rumor mm. was much worse. It was he actually ejaculates on her feet. Oh, oh, when people, people that had seen the 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 early episodes were going around telling us this, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like apparently he whips out his dick and he's supposed to have ejaculated on her Ew. feet. I don't know, like I, I don't know if that was a deleted scene, which I would love to see. I don't know if that was a deleted scene or like maybe they over embellished. I could easily see see the scene going a bit longer where she, you know, how she's looking away. Like mm-hmm. I could see like it going a bit longer where you see a figure stand up and walk towards her and then cutting off. Yeah. Like, wouldn't that be like something? <laughs> Wait, really? I gotta go back and watch this. Really? No, 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 no. That didn't happen. But what, like, one one oh. could imagine that 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 you could you could extend the scene out longer to have him stand up and walk a couple paces. That that Laurie's actor is is so creepy too. He's got like a creepy face, just a weird face. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. I feel bad for saying. Honestly, that. you know what? I'll, I'll I'll take I'll take creepy foot fetish guy over Marin Trent's uh, bullshit in 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 Latin, uh, in Game of Thrones oh, yeah. any day. Because remember, he liked beating little girls amongst other things. So I'll take I'll take foot fetish guy over that 
any day of the week. And I feel so bad for the people listening to this and watching the show who actually have foot fetishes who are like, come on, that's not that bad. I do, th- I do think the scene, though, with Marin Trant was a little silly in the sense that, like, yes, <clears throat> Marin Trant is a horrible person for 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 being for being a uh for wanting to beat um you know and, and and have sex with little girls but what was odd is that the madam was like shocked by it and i was like wait a minute you're the madam <laughs> of uh, of a brothel i'm sure you've seen everything okay <laughs> like he cannot be he cannot be like unusual you know <laughs> like every day we open up the news we, we open up the news and see people arrested for for Marin trant kind of shit you know so i did think that scene was was a little weird that the that the woman would be like what you want a young girl like oh god <laughs> like that's unheard of <laughs> but, but uh no uh, like i was saying I, I i did enjoy um that aegon was at first hesitant to really take the crown, like you know, let me go. You'll never see me again. And Eamon's like, you know, the what? strength, I been the crowned. strength of this episode, and and why I really loved, why it was such a perfect episode um, up until the end, was that this was a journey into the character of Aegon, mm. and I loved how the characters were going around the city and meeting different people that told the story of Aegon. You know, like, oh, they, he's the type of person that would bring his little brother to a brothel. He's the type of person that would go see, like, little children um, uh, battle in, in, in the basement of some of some place. You know, he's the type of person that evades his Kingsguard to sneak out. He's the type of person who, um, when feeling upset and, and and scared decides to hide in a sept and he's the type of person who who doesn't really want to be on the throne and he's the type of person who feels like his father doesn't love him and he feels like his mother doesn't love him and you know like that journey and seeing like every beat like oh this is a little bit more about Aegon this is a little bit more about Aegon we're really discovering the kind of person he is and each each beat was like a surprise like ah. Oh, that's that's something new about him that's that's really kind of adds a little more wrinkle to him um that was that's what i loved like was was the journey with the journey of the characters unraveling the character um and so like all the things that you kind of have problems with carmine in this episode are like the extra stuff that was just shoved in like like masaria or the dragon at the end. You know? <laughs> uh, well, I, I would say the other MVP this episode, and maybe the whole show, maybe, was Alicent. This episode really mm. cemented her as a really different character from the source material, and I, I really like the change. She doesn't scheme behind the scenes like Cersei, because some people tried to make that comparison, and her going against Otto's own plans was, like, freaking awesome, because she didn't want to be, like, that chess piece forever. This is the episode that really put her out there as a player in the game, and I really liked it. Mm. She's she's not the generic evil stepmother like in the books. They legitimately gave her some depth. And yeah, like it, it, the character is way better for it. Really, really good episode for her. Yeah, I mean, Alicent, Alicent is probably the, the richest character that we have in the show. Um, she's got, she's, there's so much going on with her. And she has so many conflicts in her head uh, that, that uh, she's, you know, I... I can't think of a character that's that's more complex that's more complex than her. I would argue though the one thing I didn't like that they they should have done was the scene between her and Rain, uh, and Rainey's was fine. I just wish there was a acknowledgement 
from Allison that, yeah, Egon is kind of a piece of shit, but he's still my son. Because then it would have mm. made, it would have, like, it would have... It would have called out to Rainey's a bit more, who just supposedly lost her son in a previous episode. Mm. And that last scene where Rainey's just kind of stands there looking at them makes more sense. Because Allison gets in front of him right. and their eyes meet for a minute. And she's like, you know what? Okay. I, I get it. Mm. You love your son. I'll give yeah. you what I'll give you what um, I didn't get. And you know, you know how I bitch about this. I, I hate the whole reverting to like motherhood being the only characterization of women um that 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 writers seem to 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 want to use like i fucking hate it and i and that ending annoyed me uh as well like like you just like rainy's you just murdered like a thousand innocent <laughs> oh, people <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you brought that up i don't know if you both you, you both uh saw this i just did a video on it today um, the writer for the episode, Sarah Hess, the interviewer asks her, what about the small folk? Ah, and she says, ah, they're just, you know, they're the, they're the small folks. They don't matter. That casualty count doesn't matter. Oof. She says this. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it also, like, it, it, it makes it so unrealistic that, yeah, she would kill a thousand people. And then she would sit there and it's, it's because Allison is defending her son she sees that motherly again it's the fucking mama bear shit <laughs> um and then she like that gives her the sympathy like oh my gosh I'd be, i'm about to take your son from you i better like leave even though i just killed a thousand wait 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 really because the article says huh. that's not what's going through her head <laughs> i mean that's what ryan condal says in the inside of the episode that it was oh, that it was uh-oh. that it was she sees she sees allison's motherliness and decides that she's a, and dis, and realizes that she's a mother too, and they leave. Oh, and that's kind of because of it. Oh well, well. I, once again, I I just kind of wish that that was like made more clear, um, because all it seems <laughs> oh, like yeah. Rainey's is all it seems like Rainey's is doing is threatening the royal family. Because in the article here, it's different. The reason why Rainey's doesn't roast them is not for some motherly shit. It's because um, it's not her war. The fight is between these two sides, and she's kind of not in it. She doesn't feel mm. like she's the one to come in and do that. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Uh, but the cost. This is the is weird so... thing: is when the when different writers yeah. say different things about the same scene. This has happened a lot. Because this happened in a past <laughs> episode, right? Which one? When we're t- uh, Damon's impotence. Oh yeah, yeah. Everybody oh, was giving yeah. their own, everybody was giving their own random fucking reason on why <laughs> on why Damon left the brothel. Well, what's funny is the audience is also saying something different. So in my comment section for that video, people were saying to me, well, she probably didn't want to do it because the, you know, the, the, the stigma of kinslaying. Yeah. Fuck that's, that. That's what, what do you what mean? I, that's what I'd said. Like, like everyone's like, give me a reason on why Rainey's didn't roast them. I was like, I don't know. Maybe kinslaying. Someone Ryan goes, Condal's excuse was because was he saw that she was a mother and, she, and realized that she was a mother too. Sarah Hess's excuse, the writer, is, is that it's not her war. Bro, you just attacked citizens <laughs> of King's Landing, endangered the royal family, and essentially threatened them. And also, I love, and, I love and, the motherfucker. And your, daughter, and your granddaughters, your only, your only descendants, are, are betrothed to Rhaenyra's children. <laughs> like, well, I'm like thinking about like in like the books when like Danny's dragon comes to like the fighting pit and like how many people die as a result of that <laughs> mm. or in like just yeah, people true. getting just trampled through by accident or, or just rebel like crushing people 
That that's funny you say that because I love the I love the comment in, in my comment section for that video. Someone goes, "Well, it's the stigma of kin slain, and and you know Helena's there. I'm sure she didn't want to roast any innocents, bro. She killed like 50 people coming up <laughs> yeah, from the underground. Yeah. What do you mean? I mean, at least at least with Danny at the Dragon Pit, like she doesn't she doesn't know if she's in control of of Drogon or not. At the moment, she doesn't even think she's in control of Drogon. Like one mm. can make an argument that she subconsciously. Uh, in control of, of of Drogon, but Danny certainly doesn't know that she's in control of Drogon, so she can't really feel guilty about or too guilty about all of those people dying. Um, I think Rainey's killed more people. I mean, Rainey's is now has now like jumped ahead to being the most evil person in the show. She she killed not only yeah. did she kill people by like coming up from under the arena, but also the uh, uh the other the other deaths attributed to her during the stampede. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um I mean this is like is she worse than the crab feeder? <laughs> <laughs> I, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> well, I mean, we don't know how many crab. I mean, crab feeder tortures some people, but we don't know how many people the crab feeder has 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 killed. Right? I think though know, they they did say how many people were were in the war. Like they, it was in the hundreds. There, right? Their force um, that was down there. So I, think I mean, so. if she's killed like hundreds of people, all of a sudden she's like way, she's zoomed way past the other characters and <laughs> in, in, in how in how evil she is. Like even even like like Lenor and 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 Damon were killing people in war, which is which is a little different, you know. In, in, but you know they they were killing hundreds of people, I suppose. But that it was it was war, and these were pirates who were murdering people uh, who are going through the the stepstones. But even Damon, like even if we said that everybody that Damon killed as 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 when he was with the gold cloaks were actually innocent, and that he was making that up, that was what a few dozen, you know, at most. Like Rainey's has like surpassed all of them as the most evil person. <laughs> it's it's like, weird because you hyper focus on this. I love it. <laughs> Sorry, Trey. Oh no, you're good. I my I think like one thing that I kind of felt about it is that like it feels like it prematurely like starts the war. Yes. Um, yeah. Like in my head, like I always saw that the dance of the dragons like starts at like Storm's End. I guess like next yeah. episode. Oh, and, 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 like, and this Rainey's, is like a mass death. Trey, did you see the? I'm glad you said that. Did you see the preview for episode ten? Oh yeah, I have. She actually, I, I put this in my preview review. She actually fucks up by saying, "Rhaenyra, the Greens, they're coming for your children." That now you have that in mind. You really want to negotiate, or you want to fight for your life and the life of your kids? Right. But how does Rainey's even know that? I mean, I understand that they like Otto's intention is definitely to execute everybody, but Allison doesn't want to execute everybody. Allison want to get wants to negotiate, um, and then did, what was did she say something to Rainey? See, now I have to look. That's something I have to look for in the in the rewatch. Like, did she say something to Rainey's that that people are going to be executed? That they're going to come? That they're coming for them? Uh, the oh. executions, I think, of, of, of the Loyalist Lords towards Rhaenyra, I think that was done under Alicent's nose. So she probably doesn't know about it because this entire episode is Alicent and Otto going back and forth to see who has the power. Because remember, yeah. Otto made the deal with Masara to leave the kids in Flea Bottom alone. But here you have Alicent and Laris doing their own thing and taking revenge on Masara. I was confused about that whole scene of the burning scene, but that was Masara's yeah. house slash base of operations. So, yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah, and I thought, I thought there was, 
there was a burning inside the red keep, but I'm not sure about that now. It might have just been a weird cut. So I've got on my rewatch. I have to like look through this. This is also kind of now. Now we're pointing out bad things. Like if we're all very confused about what's going on, it's probably not done well. <laughs> no, don't say that. It was a good episode. I enjoyed it actually quite a bit. It was. It was. It was so good. But you're right that like the fact that you had to send me a picture of a side by side. Like this is Masaria's house from from episode eight, and this is Masaria's house from episode nine, and me going, oh, like that's not what the average viewer is doing. Trey, you you saw that right? <laughs> like, um, I, like, I think I put it on 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 Twitter, and you saw it. Yeah, because because I saw the building, and I didn't I didn't know what I was looking at. Like I didn't know what what building that was. I was like, what is that? Yeah, I thought it might have been the the fighting pits. Yeah, but no, it was Masaria's house. And so that was, and that was. Uh, Laris's guys burning down. Yes, it's her bil- it, her it was building? the same guy who uh, or Laris himself. It was the same fire yeah. starter who did the the stuff and killed his his family in Her- at Harrenhal. Oh, I didn't even know we we, we saw his face. Uh, you I had to, his face was obscured because I uh, because I always download the episode on my on my viewing program. I uh, was able to increase the brightness. They have the same beard. <laughs> oh, okay, 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 okay. So it wasn't it wasn't Laris Kaiser Solsei walking around without his club foot. Yeah. Who knows? He could have put on like a little little beard disguise. And is it is it? Smell? By the way, is it be, is it is it freaking bees or is it fireflies? I believe it's fireflies. <laughs> is it but fireflies? He, he made a whole bee he made a metaphor. metaphor. He made a whole fucking <laughs> bee metaphor. <laughs> I'm looking at. I'm gonna see Laris's cane. It's on his cane. Uh, go 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 to HouseOfTheDragon.com or, or Google House of the Dragon Laris character profile, and it'll tell you like what's in the cane. It should be a no. Firefly. No, first of all, you cannot fucking trust like what's on HBO. <laughs> what? Like, Why? When people when people are like when people are like the HBO supplemental material says this. I'm like, no, that, that's written by a rando. Okay, that's written by a rando. Like. Like this idea that that you know Kristen Cole is is Dornish, and then they like put that in the material. No, that was just a fuck up. He's not fucking Dornish. It's stupid. Like there's a there's... he's from the Dornish. He's from the Dornish marches. They clearly just fucked up and had the character say that they're Dornish, and then and then the person like put it in on the online like. Uh, uh, Sight. That's clearly what happened. Like, there's a scene. I think there's a scene where Vasar, where Viserys calls his daughter um, Rihanna, and it's like, no, her name isn't like alternatively Rihanna. Like, just stop making excuses. Rihanna, for where was this? <laughs> yeah, I think I I think it's it's in the first couple episodes. He says Rihanna. No, once. he does oh. not. You are lying. Yeah, he does. Is this, is this does. a Lady Sandra situation? I didn't catch that at all. It's a it's a it's a little bit. Yeah, it's a little bit. He he says like Rihanna or something. <laughs> How about this? Know. How about this? I'll give you this. I'm okay with Christian Cole being Dornish and not really Dornish at the same time. They probably just said that because the actor has, you know, is is half white, half something else. Um, I think it's just because he was from the Dornish Marches and people are like, oh, Dornish (laughs) Marches. I guess that if you're from the Dornish Marches, it must be be part of Dorn. Yeah, yeah. I'm okay. I'm okay with this as long as they include in Allison's profile that she's a bit of a racist. Then then it makes more sense because I love Preston. Right. Preston, there's a... There's a post, there's like an article that claims that HBO has just unveiled unveiled that the personal sigil of Larry Strong to be a firefly. There it is. However, if you look at their source, their source is Thrones Facts, like a Twitter account. <laughs> and I think they, they felt, they thought that this is like an official account from HBO, but it's not. It's like a fan account. 
At least I'm pretty just, sure. Just go like it's, it's, it's he he, ma- he makes a full fucking bee metaphor. Like there's no there's no way. The, it doesn't have a stinger, I guess, but it's a stylized. It's true. So, like it doesn't have to have a stinger, I guess. It's it, it also looks short for me to be to be a firefly because firefly bodies are very long and thin. But um, here it is. It depends. It depends if there's like the gem is considered part of it. Oh, God. I, I've looked at it and I'm like, ah, it's a little fat yep, for a firefly. It's a firefly. But... Uh, personal items: firefly cane. Laris uses the the short staff inset uh, with golden firefly for support. Yep. Okay. You're like you're like source random dude Twitter nope, account. Nope. Sixty nine. Sixty nine. HBO.com. HBO.com. Baby, it's right, right there. The right look. The writer. The writers can't even agree on 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 like whether Damon is impotent or not. Like they're not fucking. They don't know if it's the fucking Firefly or B. There's clearly a disconnect. Some of the writers think it's a B, and some of them think it's a it's a it's a Firefly. I'm going with that. That the writers are just. Confused. They don't even know if Kristen Co- Kristen Cole is is, is Dornish. <laughs> like clearly, someone was like, "Oh, the French Riviera. That must mean it's in France." Well, you're right. The French Riviera is in France. But like, oh, the Dornish marches. That must be in Dorn. Well, no, Preston, it, 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 it's not you, actually. You're, you're, you're <laughs> fucking me up here because I'm looking for this. There's no way you were the only person that caught this because I'm looking this up. If Viserys said Rihanna, it's not, I'm not finding it. Are you sure? I I I I remember it, and I remember somebody. I remember it personally, and then I remember somebody in my comment section saying it, and I was like, "Oh, I guess I didn't miss here because I I definitely." But it just wasn't. Uh, I mean, not that many people talked about the Sandra thing either. I but, didn't even notice that. Uh, um, I'll be honest with you, I didn't notice uh, that that Liana Mormont called Sansa Sandra until you pointed it out. Sandra, <laughs> right? Like like naturally, the human mind. Um, the human mind is very forgiving uh, to other people speaking to us. Like we, we edit people's uh, like speech because we're all imperfect speakers and, and people's brains accept that. So we reorder stuff and, and, and process it properly. And we don't even think about it. So like, it's a little, it's, you know, for us reanalyzing and rewatching stuff over and over again, it's, that's not how things are done naturally. So like people misspeak. People misspeak. Okay, you know, he probably he said Rihanna. He said Sandra. I know it's just a joke, but it's like Rihanna. I don't know what ca- I don't know how to catch this. What the fuck? Yeah, I'll, I'll have. I mean, when we go back, we we'll have to get it. But I'm pretty- oh, I I had a gripe uh, this this episode. I had a gripe about Aegon's crown. It looks a little heavy. I I felt like it should have more rubies. It had this very very tiny <sighs> ruby in it, and it was very distracting for me. I don't know. Some people got upset. I said, You're totally right, though. It doesn't have any rubies. It has one oh, tiny God. ruby, one tiny one in the center, and it's it's puny. It looks it looks wimpy. And people were like, Aegon, Aegon wouldn't care about rubies. He was a warrior. He didn't care about that stuff. And I was like, okay. <laughs> like, I don't, uh, we know nothing about Aegon, okay? Aegon could be like like Woody Allen. We have no idea what he was really <laughs> you, no, so You know what somebody said to me? They actually, let me find what they said. They said, they said uh, he, was a, he was a king, not a queen. He, he wouldn't care about his crown. I was like, whoa, I'm not going to even acknowledge that. <laughs> I'm trying to remember in the source material if they have to resort to Aegon's crown because Jaehaerys' crown was stolen. And they're like, fuck, well, I guess we have to wear Aegon's crown. 
because um, Jaehaerys' crown, so I think Viserys wears Jaehaerys' crown, or or, or or is it, am I, am I again confusing things on, on which crown Viserys wore? Yes, um, uh, uh, the crown of Jaehaerys I, uh, Viserys wears it. Yeah. Yes. So Jaehaerys is Jeha- the crown of Jaehaerys, which is the crown of Viserys, gets gets stolen and brought to Rhaenyra, and that's what Rhaenyra wears. And I, I, I and I forget if that's the reason they had to use Aegon's crown, or if they were already using Aegon's crown and they just stole Jaehaerys's crown. And anyway, and so so oh, it so says it makes Rhaenyra says Prince Aegon had decided to wear the steel ruby crown of his namesake. Alicent ordered Viserys's mm. crown locked away. Uh, so they're going to okay, use okay. they're going to use Aegon's crown in the first place, and then and then Jaehaer- Viserys was stolen later. Okay, okay. To be fair, it, yeah, it, it, it right, looks different right. from. To, I'll I'll be honest with you though, I I kind of like. I kind of like the one we saw in the show and, and, and last night's episode, but at the same time, it, it all looks fine. It, the, the, the artist's interpretation looks cool as well, but for practical sake, that was fine. It looks a little big on him, though. I mean, I'm sure with, I'm sure with, big, with big jewels and everything, it's harder to film. Mm-hmm. Like, there's probably like lighting that like sparkles through it and, and, and makes everything annoying. I bet it's something like that. Mm. What other gripes did you have, uh, by the way, Trey? Because uh, um, I know I know you enjoyed the episode for the most part, but gripes. I'd also know you uh, uh, on maybe, Twitter. You had some issues. I it was mainly the ending. The ending just kind of was I thought was I don't know problem ending. Um, I don't know it was like spectacle for shock shock sake. Uh, it, it, they've done it with multiple episodes at this point. Like like the shock the shock of the first episode. Well, we we have like two shocks in the first episode. We have. Um, the the deaths at the at the um, at the tourney, and we have the 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 C section. Hmm. So, and I and I think the C section one was was good, and the deaths at the tourney was bad. In episode two, what was it? What were our shocks? Did we have any? Um, uh, uh, Lena being like ten, and 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 talking about her being bedded to Viserys when she turns fourteen. I guess. Yeah, I guess the big shock at the end is that there that it was the marriage. So there were no big ones. There were no big shocks in epi- the big shock that they tried in episode three, which is which wasn't that much of a shock, was was the boar being on top of Rhaenyra and Kristen Cole stabbing the boar through the head and having the knife be really close to her face and having her come back to um to camp like covered in blood. Hmm. Like that's but that wasn't too bad. Um and then episode four's big shock was um, the battle. The the bro- well is that the brothel and the and the sex with Kristen? I guess. Oh yeah, yeah. And then the episode five's big shock is is, jo- is Joffrey Lawnmouth, which I think was that one did not land. Yeah. Oh oh oh! You're right. The battle. Oh fuck! I'm totally forgetting about the one man like, army going on in the stepstones. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> and the anticlimactic. Oh, there's like yeah, sometimes. Yeah, okay. There's sometimes where like they yeah. sacrifice logic for for kind of shock or or violence or just just to be crazy. Um, which I'm like, ah, I don't know if you need it, and it kind of I think it kind of takes away from some of like the the stuff that I liked. Yeah, I mean, I admit that like, um, and then uh, well, episode six, um, is that where we we got the eye getting stabbed out and the. And the um, that was episode seven, or, 
and then uh, that was episode seven. Episode six is uh, what's the big shock? Oh, oh, uh, Lena's Le- mm-hmm. Lena's death getting burned up mm. and um, and getting burned to a crisp. And then episode seven is is the eye getting slashed out, and then her Allison going for the like the kids with the knife and cutting Rhaenyra. And then um, episode eight is Vaman getting his head cut off. Um, which we you know that was, was good. I like worked. <laughs> yeah. And episode nine seems to be the dragon coming out of the ground. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, but for the most part, like, I guess it works in that, like, on Twitter, everybody that everything everybody's been talking about is like Rainey's coming in. Like I said, you know? we said this yeah. last night. These episodes have been great, but there's always that one little thing that really keep them from being a perfect 10 out of 10. And yeah, like even when I saw this, I, I had an issue originally with how it that that scene of her standing there staring at them overstayed its welcome for me originally. Like it, it went on way too long, way too fucking long. It, I felt as though it was a little pointless. And I also feel as though that's it's very weird that there's only one entrance that these fire-breathing monstrosities can come in and out of. Like, there's not a back entrance, right? Wouldn't wouldn't the scene wouldn't the scene have been just as shocking had she come out a side entrance where, and then the entire crowd turns around and sees the dragon, and she looks back and screams and then flies off, and you didn't have like the floor being ripped up and thousands of dead people yeah. and like the scream in the, in front of the family's face with the wind blowing. Like it would have been just as foreboding, like, Oh shit. R- Rainey's got away. Like, wouldn't it have, you know, like they didn't need her to explode in the middle of the dragon pit. She could have come out of side entrance. Everyone saw the dragon would have been like, ah, and that, or she could still like threaten to flame them all from there maybe seen that there's all these small folk decided not to do it because, because she didn't want to kill all those small folk and then take off. I, if I was in charge, I would have had Rainey's strike up a, a weird friendship with Helena, give Helena more to do since the fans clearly like Helena. Obviously in hindsight, we wouldn't have known that, but Helena, mm. I, you know, maybe Rainey's didn't want to kill Helena. I, I you know, maybe uh, once again, I would also have that scene with Allison and Rainey's with Allison acknowledging that Egon is a piece of shit. Sure. But she firmly believes this was Viserys's final wish and testament. Um, eh, uh, like, like lean into Allison being the caring mother instead of an, the evil stepmother looking to do this, this and this, which they kind of did here. Allison sticks up for Rhaenyra by saying there's no way Viserys would want his daughter killed so his son could inherit. Um, you know, yeah, they, they they should have leaned more into that. Once again, great episode. I love the, the Kingsguard twins. Uh, everyone was on the... Bees, yeah, Beesberry Bees, rocked. Uh, yo, I, Bees... I did love, like, the slow burn. The badass. I did love the guy. slow burn of Beesberry. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they introduce every episode that, like, oh, Beesberry is just this, like, doddering idiot that everybody, that, that, that doesn't have any strength to him. And then you're like, no, Beesberry's a fucking rock star. You know? <laughs> Eamon came out of nowhere this episode, too. Like, it should have been me. I'm the one that studies history and philosophy. It should be very... <laughs> Right. I mean, technically he's not he's not next in line, but um uh Oh yeah. I mean they do kind of oh, they do kids. kind of treat it like he's next in line and it's like, well technically uh Jaharis uh <laughs> Aegon's son Jaharis would be next in line if he left. Right. Um, we we only saw them briefly, but Aegon does have yeah. kids with, with Helena, yes. Yeah, because of the the principle of primogenitor, but okay, you know, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. What do you think of that ET uh name drop right there? Is that is that for the spinoff? Setting up the spinoff already? 
did I did I miss the ET? Did I miss it? I missed an ET name. You drop. did. So basically, um, when Christian uh, when Christian Cole and Eamon are looking for, they're having that fatherly son moment. By the way, you you, you mentioned it in the stream, and I didn't catch it, but on the mm. second rewatch, yeah, I, I I feel what you mean. But uh, Eamon names drop ET by saying Aegon could be anywhere. He could be dead. He could be on a ship to ET by now. We don't know. Yeah, that's weird. It's Golden that's Empire, man. One. They're gonna they're gonna hype that up. Here we go with this bullshit. We don't fucking need a ye- We don't need ancient China. Just have an ancient China show. Why not? It's Romance of the Three Kingdoms. Mongol Invasion. Marco Polo. Fuck it. We don't need E.T. That's ridiculous. Well, okay. Well, to be fair, Carmine, if you had... Let's say you did a, 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 a an ancient China show. And then in the middle of the show, you had like somebody slice open somebody's head and then somebody else masturbate on somebody's toes. <laughs> Everyone would just be like, oh, you're trying to be Game of Thrones. <laughs> By making it by making it Game of Thrones, you get to be like, we are Game of Thrones. Like, what are you fucking like? Of co- look, of course, we're slicing up heads and and jizz is flying everywhere. Okay, <laughs> we are Game of Thrones, and so you you, you don't get the, you don't have that criticism. Oh, you're trying to be Game of Thrones. How did this rumor start of the fucking guy coming on her feet? How did that get out of control so fast? How? Uh, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> Someone hits me up privately and they're like, yo, tell me it's true. Does he come on her foot? Is it a thing? Is it gross and sticky? Does it smell bad? <laughs> yeah. So, so, so I'll, I'll, I'll tell you a quick little, quick little story. But, but year, years ago, uh, a friend of mine was doing an investigation where this was, this was in Afghanistan. We're in Afghanistan and, and, um, I'm, I'm doing an audit and she's doing an, an investigation. And, and this is a, there was a rumor that that some um, so store uh, <laughs> little story. There's something in Afghanistan called Dancing Boys, and Dancing Boy because women cannot because um, parties are segregated. You can't have women dancing at a party. So instead, you'll have a dancing boy dance at a party. And usually, these dancing boys are around nine or ten years old, and. There's it, this, of course, makes Westerners very uncomfortable. Like, are people having sex with the dancing boys? I don't know. Maybe in some situations, but they're just they're just little boys that are that dance at Afghan parties. But th- the existence of dancing boys makes uh, Westerners very uncomfortable, and it, it became kind of this like running joke that these dancing boys like exist. Um, and so, for one of the government officials, uh, there was a going away party. And somebody thought it would be funny to hire a dancing boy for him. And he like, what's that? They're hired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're, they're professional dancing boys. Yeah. Just like you you might get a belly dancer at a a whatever party. But yeah, they're these little little boys that are nine or 10 years old, maybe up to 12 in Afghanistan that that dance at parties. And so as a joke, um, at this guy's going away party, they get, they, they hire a dancing boy and you know, they, they have the dancing boy, like come out of a giant cake and he dances and it like made the government official like uncomfortable, but he, and then he like, you're supposed to give the dancing boy money. And he like hands the dancing boy like a dollar and like everybody laughs. Um, doesn't seem like that big of a deal, maybe a little culturally insensitive or whatever. Um, but that story twisted so fast. Um, and so when the investigators like saw the saw the video and it's like, well, it's a little tasteless that they had this like dancing boy come out of a come out of a cake. And, you know, probably just optics wise was really stupid. 
to hire a dancing boy for your going away party but like there's nothing really criminal here so like the whole thing was dropped but like it it was it was really kind of um but it's just weird how like the human mind works and and when when telling a story you always like it's a game of telephone you 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 enhance it a little you make the story a little a little more unusual and then it just grows and grows and grows so i think that's what happened with your um with your your masturbating laris situation <laughs> that it just it grew a little bit oh could i say one more thing sure of course yeah in the did you notice that in the uh the teaser the preview for next episode they show like adult arax i guess that's that's luke's dragon like the little one yes mm-hmm. um people have pointed out that like its features look like it's a mix of um caraxes and cyraxes like the head is like caraxes and the body is like cyrax so people like are are making up theories that like the two dragons of Rhaenyra and uh, and Daemon made it over the course of like the the series, and that's where the eggs came from. I mean, I suppose I'm just thinking thinking timeline wise. I mean, Cyrax is producing eggs constantly. I guess Caraxes and Cyrax like lived together um, in the early seasons in the Dragon Pit. There's um, there's like precedent, but for of course it. that's not really how dragons work. Dragons don't have don't really have sexes but okay but yeah. <laughs> there's like um i know that in like the books they talk about like jaharis's <clears throat> and um queen alisane's dragons like weird like coil with each other and sleep with each other a lot so maybe yeah maybe they're saying but... that like the if like the married couple like also the dragons like take on the romance that the the humans do like through the psychic connection the link yeah uh, that that's the idea of, co- of course in real in <laughs> Jaharis and Alisane didn't actually like each other. So that's kind of the that's kind of like the fault the fault the the I think the dragons liked each other, but the but, the, but their <laughs> Jaharis and Alisane like didn't, didn't like each other. I know they had a rocky relationship, but uh, doesn't they had George a very very rocky. They had a very very rocky marriage. Doesn't George like Yeah, he, the he loves him, but I think it's uh I think it's pretty pretty clear that all of the little things about Jaharis and Alisane being in love are are bullshit and that they actually <laughs> fucking hated each other. Um I, I I like they had a very rocky relationship. Um like you wouldn't say like, oh, what a wonderful love story for like a couple that spent like 20 years apart like separated like no one would say that <laughs> like i think george just didn't um, think it through i think he he wrote that stuff out maybe. and maybe he had to like in retrospect oh shoot they hate each other <laughs> they spent so much uh, yeah apart. about the dragon about the dragon sexes though because because there is some discussion about like um you know do dragons are there female and male dragons uh you know what is a she dragon what is a he dragon we have no clue mm. it doesn't what we know is that Dreamfire spends years alone um, without any other dragons around her, and she lays eggs. So that and and three of which are supposedly get stolen by Alyssa Farman and are hatched into into you know Danny's dragons. So it doesn't sound like dragons um, have sexual reproduction. Like it doesn't. They don't need men and women. Like, you know, they don't need males and females to produce eggs if we're, you know, if we're just going on Dreamfire. There are, like, lizards um, who produ- can, like, self-fertilize and stuff, which I guess maybe it could be something like that. Yeah, maybe. Um, is this, like, Jurassic Park <laughs> with, like, uh, 
with like the frogs. <laughs> By the way, I love uh, I love Dragon Demands. He's been very quiet lately. He's doing all right. I asked him earlier. Uh, he goes, he goes, House of the Dragon episode one, uh, episode nine director uh, Claire Kilner mm. confirms she'll return for season two. Oh. I asked. Yeah, he just contacted <laughs> yeah. her. Yeah, <laughs> he yeah. just contacted her. I should. If, if look, I'm, I'll try to get Ryan Condal and find out what the fuck, because I really am annoyed that Christian Cole is no longer the kingmaker. He's just the the king crown placer. The crown placer. The crown placer. It's essentially what he is. <laughs> Um, but at the end of the day, uh, it was a very good episode. It's just, you know, this one guy in my comment section made a very good point. Uh, he said, this entire season keeps operating under the rule of cool with zero consequences. It isn't good mm. storytelling, even if it keeps the normies around. Um, well, the normies are king. They, they, they like the rule of cool, which is, once again, if it looks cool, keep it, even if it makes no sense. And that's what that final scene was. That's what the crab feeder thing was, where Damon is an army... <laughs> one man army is <laughs> i just i just remind i'm reminded of that there's this uh, there used to be this show called northern exposure on and, and i didn't even watch it but there's one scene that i re- remember where this this uh this one character he's trying to get his screenplay uh produced and it's about it's about an american indian shaman um in alaska and he's like talking to like this hollywood exec dude and he's like no nah, dude like I just have this one really cool image of like somebody on a snowmobile with like two machine guns in his hands, like running down a hill. Like, how can we like have that happen in your story? And he's like, well, that's really tough considering like shamans are pacifists, but maybe he could like stop being a shaman at one point. And he's like, what? Stop being a shaman? The guy stands for nothing. I hate this character already. <laughs> yeah, you're like, like this, you know, but I'm imagining this like, like, okay, we need a scene where like Rainey's busts through the floor and then like, like has her dragon and like screams at the entire royal family. Like, how are we going to make that happen? Ah. <laughs> like, <sighs> But, uh, no, Trey, what would you give this episode on the scale from 1 to 10? Uh, I'll give it a give it a 7.5. There we go. Damn, really? I would give it an 8. Actually, I would give it an 8.5. Oh, nice. Like, I mm. liked a good chunk of the... I liked most of it. The small little things, Christian Cole not being the kingmaker and not having a speech, and the Rainey's thing at the end, minor nitpicks. I, I can give it I can give it a fair, good good score. I'd watch this, I've seen this episode three times already. I would watch it a fourth mm. time and enjoy it. I, I would I would go in between you guys. I, I I have the exact same criticisms of I was disappointed that they that they didn't um they didn't land Kristen Cole and the ending was another just like ridiculous shock thing. Um, I I I think it's a little more excusable than than Kristen Cole only because like the, we're going to war so like the lack of consequences don't necessarily mean as much and maybe there will be consequences when it comes to the dragon pit while Kristen cole just there was no consequences for him like beating somebody to death um and so like to be fair was, to be was, fair to that when he beat beesbury harold westerling drew his sword and and, and told him no to... no no i'm fine with him beating i'm ta- I'm, I'm fine with him killing beesbury like that that's fine i'm talking i'm talking joffrey lawnmouth again all oh, right i'm like like why like why why do I? Because th- because episode five and 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 episode nine are I mean uh, are similar in that in that you've got a pretty good episode up until a completely ridiculous shocking ending. 
that kind of that kind of ruins everything. Um, and so I would I would knock down this episode some. This is why like I think it's like an eight rather than a nine. But like, um, but I would but I don't think Rainey's like breaking through the floor and killing thousands of people is as bad as as Kristen Cole uh, killing Joffrey Lonmouth because 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 of the consequences like Rainey's doesn't need to answer for what she did because they're about to go to war. Kristen Cole did need to answer for what he did and never did. Mm. And like, so like, even though like, even though it's a more, more cartoonish scene where thousands of people are dying, um, it makes more sense with like human motivation than, than, than Kristen Cole's scene, which is why I think like Kristen Cole's scene is so devastating for that episode, which is why like, that's my least favorite episode. But, um, but I can understand, you know, Trey's apprehension in, in ranking higher. Yeah. Damn, Trey. <laughs> really? Seven? Damn. Se- my God. I said seven and a half. Seven and a half. We're, we're <laughs> <little>. <laughs> I have to ask you real quick, since I haven't spoken to you in quite some time. Yeah, sure. Have you been watching Rings of Power or, or She-Hulk? I have not. I've, I've, I've heard about Rings of Power. I've been tempted to watch it. Should, should I watch Rings of Power? Is it good? Yeah, give it a shot. Fuck it. Why not? Okay. It's it, it it's okay. It's it's a trudge. Like you've got to like, you know, it's 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 they're long episodes. They're slow moving, but you know, it's it's an okay show. It's okay. How how are how are you with when it comes to Lord of the Rings? Like, are you a fan of a big fan of it as you are of Ice and Fire? Mm, not as like big a fan of it as Ice and Fire, but like I've seen seen all the movies. I've seen the Hobbit movies as well. I've seen like the Rankin Bass uh, stuff. Um, and then I've read like bits and pieces of Lord of the Rings, um, so I know a fair amount. Um, just not as much as like a Song of Ice and Fire, where like I know like all these like really specific details. Give it a shot and let me know what you think, because I'm actually very curious. Of course, mm-hmm. me and Preston, we went through it. And we 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 probably both recommend She Hulk and Andor before Rings of Power. Oh yeah, I haven't watched Andor. That's another thing I haven't watched. Oh, dude, get on Andor! <laughs> <laughs> you gotta get on Andor. And Andor and She-Hulk are both more enjoyable watches. I, I do think you need to watch Rings of Power as, as like a cultural phenomenon. Like you need to be able to like say, "Look, I watched the show, and it's 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 this," you know? Okay. Because like, right now there's just a lot of crazy fucking noise about Rings of Power, and so you have to like have seen it yourself to be able to be like come on come on it's not that yeah that's like Like, the thing is i've seen like the the like cultural pop cultural response to rings of power and like the i don't know the all the extremes and it's just kind of put me off from it maybe i should just watch it just to watch it like divorce it from all that uh pop culture oh yeah yeah it'll 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 like it'll completely like shit like blow your mind because you're like this is nothing like people are describing um you know, it's just it's just there. You know, it's 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 one of the most visually beautiful shows. Um, you know, that's just you know a little slow, uh, and um, I don't know. Take some take some liberties with the source material. Mm. When that scene comes, because you you told us about it uh, before we started recording. When that scene pops up of it of of, of Mordor popping on screen, just. Imagine it's not there, because I think it would have been more powerful had they just not... 
explain to the audience oh, that it was Mordor. But Trey, but Trey, Trey, the best, the best actor in the whole thing yeah. is Uncle Benjamin. Oh, was that Uncle Benjamin? I thought he looked familiar. I've just seen Adar, that one yeah. clip yeah. on Twitter. Oh, there yeah. we go. Uncle Benjamin's in it. Uncle Benjamin. Uncle Benjamin's in it, and he's really, he's really great. He's really great. Actually, oh, awesome. uh, Trey, real quick, since you saw that one clip of like Adar saying uh, people going, "What do we call it, my lord?" Yeah. And then it, it comes up in Mordor. Go to my Twitter right now. Uh, for the people watching this right now who don't know, it's twittercom slash review. You should be following me on there. And uh, scroll down real quick. I uploaded a clip on October fifteenth of how that scene is better done. It, it was, this was done by. It was so much better done. I was, whoever did that, I'm like, oh my god, they need to hire Nick you. Beardish over on Reddit. This fucking guy. Oh, that's cool. The yeah, with like the lightning strike and then showing the map. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's way better. Yeah. That guy, that dude, that dude needs to get hired. That guy was fucking. That's fucking. That looks like, like a professional guy, made that. Yes, I love, I love the that map is fucking great. I, I would argue that's the one thing House of the Dragon is missing because remember we don't have the map anymore because Game of Thrones' intro showed us the map of where everything is, and I love the first couple episodes of Rings of Power. Oh, they show the map. <clears throat> McBeardish, McBeardish actually is semi-professional. Oh, there it is. <laughs> oh, okay. He actually does. He actually has. He actually ha- does an entire like he, he he has a business where he does um, uh, titles. Oh, there you go. There yeah. you go. Yeah, he, he, McBeardish Motion Design. Like he McBeardish does, Motion he does, Design. Uh, <laughs> I thought that was just a Reddit <laughs> right. name. I might actually hire LLC. this guy. <laughs> no, no, yeah, no. He, um, yeah, no. This he 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 has a semi. That's why he's so good at it. it wasn't just like some random guy. Fuck. Hey, um, McBeardish, could you like? Do the you know what I'll, I'll probably hit him up privately because that was fucking awesome. Maybe do an intro for me. Fuck, but no, that map. I was thinking yeah. the same thing yeah. about the House of the Dragon intro though. Like I, I, I don't know. The more I've seen it, the less of like uh, the less of a fan I am of it. I just don't. I don't know. It's not super interesting to watch all the time. Like Game of Thrones, I used to watch like the map thing. I wouldn't skip it because it was kind of cool. House of the Dragon, I don't know. It's just very abstract. I, I, guess. I, I skip. I skip the intro every time. I skip. There's no. It's, it's <laughs> yeah, I skip it every time. I mean, Has it like changed? They, they at add all? a couple more. It does. They've added like a couple. Okay. They've added a couple like more streams here and there. You still can't really tell what's right. going on. Yeah. Like if you go if you go back and rewind it and like watch them all together, you can probably figure it out. But like it's it's not. Like, like now that you know, like what's happened in this episode, you're like, oh, now they have four kids. Oh, if I go back here, there's four streams, like, like that kind of stuff. But it's it's nothing. It's nothing where where you're getting excited about seeing the the Titan of Bravos, like like on the map or something like that. Right. To be fair, yeah. I understand why they don't have the map again because we don't really go to that many locations every episode. It's either King's Landing or Dragonstone, and that's or Driftmark, and that's it. I kind of get it. You know, because have they even gone into any other locations? No. For season two, though, we will be going to other locations, so... Uh, I don't know. I would have liked... My idea for the map... I think I, I think you were there when I said this, Trey. My idea for the intro would have been go all the way from Valyria in Essos to, mm. like, blood all the way from Valyria to Westeros, and it spreads to all the great houses and them conquering the great houses. Um, yeah. I would have liked that way better. And then they uniting the Seven Kingdoms in blood uh, and fire. That would have been fucking epic. Um, eh, what are you going to do? Uh, boys, do you mind if we wrap it up here? All right. Yeah, sure. Guys, thank you so much for joining us. As always, we'll see you all next time. Have a good one.